restoring joy is what I want to talk about today. Christmas at the movies. We're in a series, and uh, it's so it's so fun to do these uh, Christmas at the movies because we get to uh, see a little bit of a movie clip. And today, uh, I'm I chose the Nativity, and it, it's actually a role where Mary, the mother of Jesus, is played by Stastny. <laughs> no, it's not, but the girl looks like Stastny, and uh, it, it is so cool. I, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but if you haven't seen it, you need to. It will bring in everything in to like this circle that, that you go, oh, I, I see it now. From Zechariah uh, going into the temple, coming out, not being able to speak. And, uh, and of course, John the Baptist is going to be born, and uh, he's the forerunner of Christ. And it, it is so beautiful how it, how it is portrayed. And so if you've never seen it, I, I believe it's been showing on uh, TV. You might be able to record it. Uh, that's old language. You might be able to use your DVR. Anyway. I would make a suggestion, and I would watch that movie because it, it, it's actually so creative, what the, the different aspects of what they show what life could have been like then. And I, I want to, first of all, if, if you'll get your handouts out that uh, the greeters have, have been so kind to, uh, to pass out at the front doors, we have some scriptures on here, and I, I want to share before we take communion, I, I just want to share a little bit with you uh, because I think it's important that we get some word uh, today. And, and I love this scripture in Matthew chapter 2, verse 10. And it says this. And when they saw the star, when they saw the star, they did something. They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And a little play on words. Once you see the star, the real star of Christmas, you too you will rejoice exceedingly with great joy. Let's watch a little bit of the trailer of the Nativity. Let's take a look at the screen. There shall arise a star. talk of this prophetic king, this man who will defeat me. The greatest of kings, born in the most humble of places. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will give birth to a son. Elizabeth. Why is it me God has asked? I am nothing. Oh, child. A husband has been chosen for me. How was he to believe this? Do you know how much disgrace you have brought upon yourself, upon Joseph, Mary? I have broken no vow. Women have been put to death for this. You believe me? Yes. The angel came to me in my dream. In the name of King Herod and the Almighty Caesar, each man will return to the land of his ancestors. I must travel to Bethlehem. I'm going with my husband. How do we raise such a child? I wonder if I will even be able to teach him anything. No! 
I will end this threat to my rule. I ask not your home, but any place you have. Please, is there a place for us? Like I said, you need to watch this. It's really good. I, I, I hold back the tears on certain parts. So today, I, I want to share with you a few things that's applicable for you in our day today. And, and if you'll go ahead and open up your handouts one more time, you can fill in some of the words that we have blank for you. Number one, the, the one main point I want you to take home with you is this. Follow after the things that matter. Follow after the things that matter. A lot of people are following many different things. What is important is that this life is very short. You have a whole nother life in eternity. Follow after things that matter. It's a powerful truth. And I wrote this down. I want to share with you. What you follow after determines where you find yourself. What you follow after determines where you find yourself. So where your focus is, that's where you actually will live. For example, if you focus on your circumstances and what's happening around you, like we talked about last week, you're going to find out that you can't control all these things that are happening to you. And and when you can't control them, and like I put in the notes here, if you focus on your circumstances, you live in the stressed zone. Some of you could probably say amen to that. You've been living in the stress zone. And that's when that focus is on me and my needs and my wants and my desires, my goals. And then you realize that there's not too many people that really care about your needs, your goals, your desires. And that gets you into what I would call the depressed zone when you focus on yourself. And, and it brings depression. And depression is, is, one, it is so huge in the holiday season between Thanksgiving and Christmas. In fact, the suicide rate is, is the highest during that time period. It's not because, I, I, I don't think that things are worse. I think people just sit and think about how bad that their life is. And when you, when you focus on yourself and your lack and what you don't have, it's a depressed zone. But here's the key. If you will focus your attention on God, It will bring you to the rest zone. Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. You can live in the rest zone when you focus on God. So uh, I was thinking about the children of Israel, and they wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years. Everyone say 40 years. How many are at least 40 years old? Raise your hand. Ah, some of you didn't admit it. You're on the naughty list. Okay? Yeah, 40 years. That's a lot of us. And can you imagine 40 years of your life just wandering around in circles and never really getting any place? And they they found that they tried to change their circumstances. They complained about it, but they never entered into the rest. In fact, the Bible talks about this in Hebrews Chapter 3, verse 19. 
It says, so we see that because of their unbelief, and they're talking about the children of Israel, they were not able to enter his what? His rest. They were not able to enter into his rest. Chapter 4, verse 1 says, God's promise of entering his rest still stands. So if you want rest, there is still rest available for you. For only, now here's the condition, we who believe, everyone say believe. That's right, because that's the children of Israel couldn't believe that God was going to take them, that they couldn't believe that God was going to provide for them where there were so many giants. But for only we who believe can enter his rest. So when I move, not only my focus on God and others, then I moved into another place called the blessed zone. Everyone say the blessed zone. Why would I say that? 2 Corinthians 9 and 11. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way. So that's our, that's our first thought that we want you to take home with you today is to follow after the things that really matter. Focus on God. Focus on others. Our vision statement is love God. That's this way. Love people. That's this way. And make a difference in the world. That's our goal. That's the goal of Christ for His bride today. That's our first point that I want to share. Follow after things that matter. And here's the second one if you want to write this down. Discover the secret of living is giving. And man, we have found that to be true this year. One more clip of a video I want to show you of the wise men when they finally... They, they're actually astrologers, and they're, they, they did some research, and they found out that a, a Messiah, a king, is going to be born, and they follow the star. Let's, let's watch this video clip.
gift of man to honor that sacrifice. voices too. <laughs> I listened to a little bit of Handel's Messiah this morning. I can handle the Messiah. Elaine got it, never mind. Look at Matthew chapter 2 verse 11. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary and his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshiped him, then opening their treasures they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The gold would represent deity, that he was a king, he was a god. Frankincense, that was used in temple worship. There was a, an altar of incense, and they would put frankincense upon it, and it would fill the room with such a sweet fragrance. So he would be worshipped. Even though he was a baby boy, he would be a man-god, king of kings, lord of lords. I love that, don't you? And of course, myrrh. It was interesting that they gave myrrh because that was a death spice. It was what they used for when a person would die. It would be like embalming them with this fragrant that... It was very commonly known that that's what this was used for. And, of course, he would grow up to die for our sins so that we could have eternal life. Aren't you thankful for that? Would you just take a moment and just worship the Lord and just thank him? Say, Lord, thank you for dying for me and coming to earth and shedding your blood. You, you robed yourself in flesh and you dwelt among us. That's what the word says that you came this as a baby, and we are so grateful, we are so thankful, and so honored of your sacrifice. We're going to be remembering you in a few moments in communion, and we thank you for that, God. Can you imagine Mary? You, you, you saw her on the screen. Scholars believe she was anywhere from the age of 12 to 17. She's a young girl going through all that she went through and then having a child be born basically on a, in the side of a mountain. It's probably the nativity would look like that. And I often wondered, like, did Joseph think, should I call him junior or should I call him father? 
But at the end, he decided to call him Jesus because that's what the angel said his name should be. And Mary, I'm sure she didn't know whether to give him milk or to give him praise. And in the end, she decided to give him both because he was both hungry and holy. Shepherds come and adore him. Wise men come bringing their gifts. Stars shine at night. It wasn't necessarily a silent night, even though that song was written because there was no electricity. There was nothing, uh, no sound could, could be made in that service. And they, they said it was a silent night, but it was holy. It was a holy night. We want to join with them. And, and to remind you what the word says is that just like what the wise men did, this is what Life Church has been doing this month. Look at Acts 20 and 35. There is more happiness in giving than receiving. I mean, there are two types of people in the world. There are the givers and there are the takers. And the happy ones are the givers. And Look at 1 Corinthians 29 and 14. Everything we have has come from you. And we only give you what is yours already. And here's another interesting scripture Paul's writing to Timothy, and, and he's a pastor, a young, very young pastor. And, and Paul is telling him this. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor put their hope in wealth. Boy, that's the truth, isn't it? Which is so uncertain. But to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Aren't you glad God has blessed us and we can enjoy his blessings? Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. And some of you are thinking, oh, thank the Lord, and thank you, Pastor, for saying that. I'm not rich. I'm off the hook. Well, actually, let me share with you something. If you are the poorest of poor in America, and even if you're on welfare, you actually live in the top 10% of income. The top 10% of income in the world. You're rich. Most of, them, of, of the world, actually half of the world lives on less than $2 a day. $2 a day. So if you make... a year. Get this. You're in the top 1% of income in the world. Think about it. We are blessed, aren't we? We're rich. And that as a pastor, this is what I'm supposed to share with you. And that's, that's exactly what we've been doing the entire month of December. Is giving to be a blessing to others so that People can know God loves them. And of course, the word says, when you have done it to the least of these, you have done it as unto me. Some of you have given Jesus some baby clothes to wear through Agape Pregnancy Center. Notice this, Proverbs 22 and 9. And all of you who have been able to give this month, generous people will be blessed. Aren't you glad for that? Generous people will be blessed. 
2 Corinthians 9 says, You should each give then as you have decided, not with regret or out of a sense of duty. No, it shouldn't be because you feel like you have to. For God loves the one who gives gladly. Some translations say he loves cheerful givers. And God is able to give you more than you need so that you will always have all that you need for yourself and more than enough for every good cause. The greatest blessing at Christmas is giving. And I thank God for Life Church who has done that this month of December. The first Christmas was a gift, a baby called Jesus. And that gift just kept on giving. Even though he ended up dying on a cross, he rose again on the third day. We celebrate that in a few months as well. And the Bible says that he lives forevermore. How do we know? He lives within us now. And he's very much alive and active in our lives. Aren't you glad for that? Amen. And of course, when you think about all this, and and the Bible is so true, and I want to share this scripture with you as well. In Matthew 6 and 21, your heart will be where your treasure is. Your heart will be where your treasure is. And when I saw all those baby clothes and toys, disposable diapers, (laughs) I realized this scripture came to mind. Your heart will be where your treasure is. So many of you, and, and, and for those that gave heart for the house, and, and, and the moments that you, you gave out these, these cards that we have, which is random acts of kindness, something extra to show you God loves you. I've been passing these out as much as I could. If I could get a loan from somebody for Christmas, that would help me out because I've been given. No, I'm kidding. I haven't given that much out. It hasn't hurt that bad because when I begin to see the faces of those that I bless, it's it's doing it as unto the Lord. One more scripture, because God doesn't want us to give just to be giving, but it's about what it represents, the heart. Look at this, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. Remember, everyone say Remember. Remember, the generosity of Jesus Christ. It always goes back to John 3.16. For God 